Hello and welcome to the Hockey from Across the Pond podcast, hosted by yours truly, Mark Rackham. On today's show we'll have all the usual fare, the OHL, the AHL, the NHL, some storylines from the UK. Of course we'll talk about the NHL and the hashtags, which we've dropped one and we've got one back. So, But we'll deal with that when we get to it. Wherever you're listening from in the world today, I hope you're doing well. So let's start off with the Ontario Hockey League this week. And the player of the week for last week is Brody Crane of the London Knights. He had four goals and three assists for seven points in three games. So congratulations to him. I think I spoke about him last week. Uh, we have some player commitments um, to the OHL and to the NHL from the OHL. So the Guelph Storm have um, had a commitment from goaltender Braden Gillespie. He was selected by Guelph in the 11th round, 207th overall in the 2021 OHL Draft. And this year he's been playing with the Storms Affiliate Club, the Air Centennials, and has been doing quite well. He has a 2.97 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. That is in 14 games. A player committing to the Sarnia Sting is Mitch Young, who is a defenceman. He was originally a 7th round pick by the Owen Sound Attack in the 2021 OHL Draft. Uh, the Sting acquired his rights in exchange for a conditional 12th uh, round pick in the 2023 OHL Draft. Another player committing to the Sarnia Sting is Lucas Fisher. He is a defenceman. From Michigan, he was selected by the Sting in the 11th round in the 2022 OHL Draft. And he was taken also by the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders, 6th overall in the USHL Futures Draft. So, good luck to him. The Sign of Sting have been busy. They've also got uh, Carson Hall to put pen to paper on a OHL Standard Player Agreement. He was selected by the Sting in the 4th round, 68th overall in the most recent draft. He is a forward. And um, who is he playing for this year? He's been playing with the Lindsay Muskies of the OGHL. And he has 5 goals and 2 assists through 23 games. And one last piece of news from the Sarnia Sting. And that is that their forward, Nolan Burke, has signed a 3-year entry-level contract with the Nashville Predators. So uh, at the time of this article being produced, he had um, the OHL leading goals with 15. He had a career high of 34 goals uh, last season. And he's second, we were second on the on the team, Sanya, for scoring. Um, this is a, a really good story actually, because he went um, he went undrafted. So it just shows you don't have to be drafted to uh, get an NHL contract. Um, but yeah, he's played his whole OHL career with Sanya. And he has 96 points in 137 games. In a piece of unsurprising news, the Winter Spitfires have named Matthew Maggio as their team captain. Uh, he's 19 years of age, apparently he turns 20 next week. So happy birthday to him uh, for next week. He was originally selected... 86th overall in the 2018 OHL draft by the Ottawa 67s before being traded uh, to Windsor. Uh, for the Spitfires, he has 126 regular season games. Um, and this past summer, he was um, selected by the New York Islanders in the fifth round. 
we have a milestone um, that's been broken, which is kind of cool. Uh, Marty Williamson recorded his 500th career OHL coaching win. Uh, we'll speak about that win a little bit later. That is for the Barry Colts. And he becomes the ninth coach in OHL history to hit the 500 win total. He accomplishes the feat after coaching in his 900th career contest last week. So 500 wins for 900 games isn't the worst ever. So he's in his 14th season uh, behind an OHL bench. He served as a head coach with uh, Barry and Niagara. And during his time he steered clubs to three different Eastern Conference titles. And his 282 victories with Barry are the second most on the franchise's all-time list. Um, 23 shy of uh, Dale Horachuk's club mark of 305. So let's talk about uh, no, let's talk about some OHL trades next. And we had confirmation on the Brennan Offman trade I didn't have last week. So the Peter Pitts acquired Brennan Offman from the Flint Firebirds in exchange for Artem Guriev, a third round pick in 2023, Hamilton's second round pick in 2024, and a third round pick in 2026. So it's full confirmation of that trade. Uh, the North Bay Battalion have acquired Josh Bloom. Braden Hislop and London sixth round pick in 2025. That is from the Second or Spirit in exchange for Cam, Cam Gavreau, Nick Simmer, a uh, second round pick in 2023, a second round pick in 2024. Erie's third round pick in 2023, uh, uh, North Bay's third round pick in 2024, and Kingston's third round pick in 2026. Uh, the Sandy Sting have acquired Sasha Pastyov from the Guelph Storm. That's in exchange for Max Nemesnikov, uh, Kitchener's second round pick in 2023, Niagara's third round pick in 2024, uh, fifth round pick in 2025, and Barry's fifth round pick in 2026. I'll never get bored of these trades. Uh, last but not least, the Owen Sound Attack have acquired James Petrosky from the Flint Firebirds in exchange for a second round pick in 2023. Hamilton's fifth round pick in 2023 and a third round pick in 2025. Okay, now let's talk about some hockey. Uh, some results of note before we get to talking about team of the week and some notables. Uh, Mississauga beat Kingston 4-3 in overtime. Uh, Owen Beck had a hat-trick. It's been quite a few comeback victories uh, this week. Uh, Hamilton came back from uh, a 3-1 deficit against Oshawa to win that game 5-3. Uh, Barry had two come-from-behind victories, including their 3-2 win against Sarnia. They were down 2-0. That was uh, the 500th win for their coach. They also beat Sudbury 4-3 after trailing 3-1. Uh, so, yeah, they came back from 2-0 and 3-1. So, two good wins there. Uh, it's been a rough few weeks for the Peter Repeats, but they had a couple of notable victories this past week. They beat Oshawa 4-0. And then they defeated Mississauga 7-3. And at 7-3 victory, uh, Chase Stillman had four goals and one assist for five points, and Brennan Offman had two assists. Another team who's been very up and down this year, as I've spoken about, is the Kitchener Rangers. They had a couple of good wins against North Bay, a team who've been having much more success. They've been a 4-3 and 3-2. That's good for them. Uh, Flint also had a couple of uh, notable victories. They beat Sault Ste. Marie 2-1, and London by a 6-4 scoreline. And North Bay, not the best week for them, but they did beat Kingston 6-2. A uh, hat-trick for Kyle Jackson. Team of the week. We'll get to my team of the week in a second, but I just want to give a shout-out to 
the Guelph Storm. Uh, they beat Niagara 6-4 despite trailing 3-1. They then beat Kitchener 5-3 and then took a point against Sarnia uh, in a shootout loss. So they took five of possible six points. Ottawa 67s only played two games since the last recorded. They beat Kingston 7-1 and Hamilton 4-3. That extends their current win streak to eight games. Just They just keep on... Just keep on keeping on, really, the Ottawa. And uh, Sarnia, they had three wins, all by the same scoreline. And, um, no, sorry, they had a couple of wins and an OT loss. Um, so a 3-2 against Guelph, 3-2 against Windsor, and lost to Barry. And, sorry, to beat Barry, I beg your pardon. And second or spirit on my team of the week. Um, I just thought that, their three victories were slightly better than everyone else's. Um, whatever reasons I use is different to everyone else's. They beat Peterborough uh, four to two, Niagara three to two, and Hamilton five to two. So a good week for the second or spirit player of the week. I want to give a shout out to a player before I get to my actual player of the week. I'm going to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Ty Nelson of the North Bay Battalion. He had uh, two goals and four assists for six points in three games, despite it not being the best uh, week for his team. He's got eight goals and 14 assists for 22 points in 20 games this season. In case you forgot, he was drafted 68th overall by Seattle in last year's NHL draft. I say last year's, it's this year's technically. But my player of the week is Guelph Storm forward Matthew Portois. He had three goals and six assists for nine points in three games. Uh, he's a Boston prospect, selected 54th overall in the 2022 draft. And through 16 games this season, he has six goals and 17 assists for 23 points. Rookie of the week. Uh, I've gone with London Knights uh, defenceman Oliver Bonk. He had a goal and four assists for five points in three games. And... He's quietly been doing really well. He has four goals and 11 assists for 15 points in 18 games this season. Yep, I didn't go with Michael Misa or Joey Willis on their return uh, to the OHL after uh, playing for Canada. So yeah, Oliver Bonk of the London Knights is my Rookie of the Week. Goal Trend of the Week. I know it's a bit boring, but I went with Michael Simpson again at the Peterborough Peaks, as I mentioned. It's not been the easiest time for the Peaks organisation. Um, they've struggled with uh, illness and injuries, so any wins... Michael Simpson's played a big part of those. He won two of his three uh, games this past week, giving up uh, six goals. He had a 26-save shutout against Oshawa uh, this season. He's 9-4-3 uh, with a 9-25 save percentage and a 2.28 goals against average. And that is it for everything involved with the Ontario Hockey League this week. So let's talk about the American Hockey League. There's been lots of things happening this week. Including some interesting signings. Uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have signed forward Artem Ansimov to a professional tryout contract. He's a free agent who was injured while attending training camp with the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm guessing most people have heard of him. He's played almost 800 games in the NHL with New York, Columbus, Chicago and Ottawa. Um, he has 376 points in his NHL career. And um, I'm, I'm guessing this is just him testing his fitness and trying to prove to the Philadelphia Flyers and he's worthy of an NHL deal. The Belleville Senators have acquired forward Brennan Saulnier from the Laval Rocket in exchange for our old friend, Future Considerations. 
Um, up until uh, the trade, he had yet to appear in an AHL game. He played a couple of games for Trois-Rivières of the ECHL, which is Laval's uh, farm team. He had one assist in two games. And he's, he started off all right for, for Belleville. I saw him play Friday night. I think he had a couple of points. So uh, a good trade for that player. He's going to get an opportunity with Belleville. We have a suspension. Uh, Utica Comets forward Mason Gertson has been suspended for six games as a consequence of his, his actions in a game against Syracuse on November the 12th. He was suspended under the, under the provisions of Rule uh, 70.10. He received a game misconduct for leaving the bench for the purpose of starting an altercation. So he's going to miss... Uh, games on Friday, November the 18th, November the 19th, November the 23rd, November the 25th and 26th, and November the 30th. So, um, if he was allowed to, and if he was so inclined, he could go and have a little trip to somewhere warm. But I'm sure he won't be, and I'm sure he'll be training hard, uh, getting ready uh, for action when he's able to hit the ice back in December. But it's still bonkers to me that he gets six games for that, and yet that player that we talked about last week gets one game for something that's as bad if not worse so it's uh it's a funny old it's a funny old game a second suspension this week is that of even poli of the manitoba moose um i don't know what he did against texas on november the 18th but he had a one game suspension which meant he missed the game the following evening so yeah uh player of the week for the period ending November the 13th, 2022, was San Diego Goals goaltender Lucas Dostal. He stopped 83 of 86 shots, earning a pair of wins on the road uh, for the San Diego Goals, who, to say they've been struggling this year, would be an understatement. So, um, yeah, one of those wins was a 7 nothing win over these Henderson Silver Knights, who also have been pretty dreadful um, this year as well, so... Yeah, but congratulations to Lucas Dostow. He's certainly getting plenty of practice uh, for the San Diego goals this season. Okay, let's talk about what's been happening on the ice. Right, some results. Oh, no, it's quite a few of these because it's been some crazy, crazy games in the American Hockey League this week. A lot of goals, a few shutouts, just crazy stuff. Um, a shout out to the Syracuse Crunch, who. Uh, possibly had one of the comebacks of the past week. They trailed 4-1 to Springfield before coming back to win 5-4 in a shootout. They then beat Belleville 5-4, so a good week for Syracuse, winning 2-2. Two of two. I assume they played today, Sunday as I'm recording. Uh, Belleville, uh, they absolutely spanked Toronto 6-1. I'll ignore the fact that the Marlies played like an absolute pile of garbage. Uh, but Belleville, um, they always saved their best for the Marlies, it seems, and they, was, they certainly saved their best for that game. And took their chances, so a good win for them. And then they beat Cleveland eight to seven, eight to seven in a shootout, after trailing two nothing, four to two, six to five, and seven to six. So, yeah, I think that just speaks of Troy Mann's teams. They never give up. Um, his teams always battle, whatever. So yeah, just a crazy, crazy uh, comeback win. Uh, Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins shut out Hershey for nothing. Xavier Ouellette had two assists. Dustin Tarkarski had a 26 save shutout. A good win 
for Wilkesford Shranton. Uh, Grand Rapids beat San Diego 6-5 in a bit of a barnstorming game. Uh, Tara Hirose, who's having a very good season, he had a hat-trick and an assist for four points. Uh, Cleveland, man, what a week they had. Just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So they beat Laval 7-3. They lost 8-7 um, to Belleville in a shootout in the game I just described. And then they also lost another game, uh, 5-4, in a shootout. So uh, an absolutely crazy, crazy game. Um, San Diego, one of the better weeks. They beat Grand Rapids 6-1. Uh, Glenn Gordon had a hat-trick and Oli Ulevi had a hat-trick of assists. And they also beat Ontario 4-1. Ontario are not having... Um, they're having a funny season. I don't know what to make of the Ontario rain this year. Uh, the Tucson Roadrunners. Oh, the Tucson Roadrunners. I have thoughts on the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, they came back. They trailed San Jose Saturday night 3-0, which is quite an achievement in itself to be trailing San Jose 3 nothing, but they came back to win 6-3 uh, Milos Kellerman had a hat-trick Michael Coconi had a three-point game a good win for Tucson uh, Providence had a uh, good 5-3 win against Charlotte I just want to give a shout out to Brandon Bussey made 39 saves for the win he's still continuing to perform quite well at the AHL level so uh, really pleased for him but yeah, Charlotte, they started off the week badly with that 5-3 loss to Providence, but then they went on to win the other three games. They beat Hartford 3-2 in a shootout, and then beat Bridgeport 4-1, and then they defeated Springfield 4-1. So you win three or four in a week, that's pretty good going. Uh, who else do I want to speak about before I get to team of the week? Uh, Lehigh. Uh, Lehigh, uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, considering what's happening with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Lehigh are actually doing pretty well. Uh, they defeated a Providence twice, which is no mean feat because Providence Bruins have proven themselves of, uh, to be a very good team this season. They beat a 4-2 to two and then 3-2 in a shootout. And then who else do I want to mention? Oh, the Rockford Icehawks, who never seem to have the best of luck, or the best of seasons, to be honest. Um, they did lose game one of uh, the past week to Chicago 4-3, to three, but then they won three straight games. They beat Texas 5-4, to four, Grand Rapids 5-1, to one, and then beat Chicago 4-3 three, three in overtime. So... A really, really good week for them. And my team of the week was going to be Milwaukee, but it's not. Uh, despite them beating Chicago 6-3, Iowa 6-1, and then Iowa again 2-1 in overtime, I think Milwaukee are definitely a team to keep a close, close eye on this week, for sure. Um, I think they uh, they could be one of those teams when it gets to playoff time, depending on, uh, on what their affiliate does. I think they could be quite useful. But my team of the week is the Colorado Eagles. They won four straight games, including a comeback victory. They defeated San Jose 3-1, Bakersfield 4-3, Coachella 2-1 in overtime, and then Coachella again 3-2 in overtime after trailing 2-0 in regulation. And I think that's that's pretty spectacular, really. Um, they are just, just a really, really good team. They're top of, the, of their division now. I think they're top of the Western Conference, so... You know, uh, the Colorado Eagles, another team to keep close eye on. Player of the week. And this wasn't even close, folks. And it's not for the Colorado Eagles. It's not even a player for the Milwaukee Admirals. Audio Rockford Isogs. Cleveland Monsters forward, Trey Fix-Walansky. In four games. Okay, I'm going to go through his points total in four games, okay? 
His first game, four points, two goals, two assists. His second game, four points, two goals, two assists. His third game, two goals, three assists for five points. And then in his last game, he had a single goal. He had seven goals and seven assists for 14 points in four games. Absolutely balmy. And he's just earned a call-up to the Columbus Blue Jackets today, so good luck to him. He's an interesting player. I'd like, I'd really like to see him stick at the NHL level because everything I see at the NHL level tells me that he should be able to do it. And uh, yeah, he's just a really good offensive player. So good luck to him. Rookie of the week, I went with. Um, there was a couple of candidates, but I went with someone who you might have heard of, but who I've not really spoken a lot about. Uh, Belleville Senators forward Ridley Grieg. Uh, he had two goals and three assists, five points in three games this past week. And uh, I was impressed uh, by what I saw of him Friday night. And um, yeah, I think Ottawa have a nice little prospect there in him. It's good to see him having some success this week. Uh, goaltender of the week, I cheated. I went with a duo, a tandem. Uh, the Colorado Eagles tandem of Eustace Ananen and Jonas Johansson. So Eustace Ananen won both his games, uh, posting 70 saves, a combined 0.946 save percentage. Uh, Jonas Johansson also won uh, his two games. I think his saves were, I think he made 58 saves in all and posted a save percentage of 0.952. So congratulations to both of those guys. That might be the best tandem in the AHL this season. Maybe, possibly, definitely a candidate uh, for it. I'd have to do some research as to whether there was one better. But, boy, uh, are they giving uh, the Colorado Eagles a chance to win every time they play this this season. So, yes, like I say, keep an eye out on the Colorado Eagles. Okay, shall we talk about some UK hockey? Just a couple of pieces of note this week to talk about. Um, Great Britain are going to send a U16 men's team to the 2024 Winter Youth Olympic Games, which is being held in South Korea. Uh, Previously, only individual athletes have represented GB at the Games, but with the men's IIHF world ranking, it means GB are going to send a team to the prestigious tournament uh, for the very first time. So the format is going to be three-on-three cross-ice matches taking place uh, simultaneously. Um, it will take place in Gangneung, which is the same venue as the 2018 Winter Olympics. And former GB player and current U20s assistant coach uh, Danny Myers has been named as head coach of the GB team for the Youth Olympics. Um, so congratulations uh, to everyone on that happening. Uh, great stuff. Um, good luck to Danny as he takes on that new role. And it'll be interesting to see who gets selected um, for that squad. So. All good stuff. All good experience. Right, the second piece of news. And it's a bit of a sad piece of news, really, because there's a lot of people in UK ice hockey who do incredible work, uh, most of it unheralded. And uh, one of those is uh, Craig Simpson, friend of the show, um, we've had on as a guest before, um, top, top, top guy. And he's stepping down uh, from his role as... Uh, media media and communications officer of the EOHA after more than six years in the role. So he's been responsible for internal communications, uh, the website and social media. Uh, All roles have been passed to the operations team uh, for the time being. Uh, Craig took uh, the post 
um, back in the summer of 2016, having previously worked at the showpiece events such as the Conference Junior Finals and the Women's Trophy uh, weekend uh, for over a decade. And we've got some quotes here from, from Craig, and I know he posted a Twitter thread about his time and uh, some thank yous, etc., etc. Uh, he said, I think the time is right for me to hand on the range and have a break from the day-to-day -day comms of the association. The last couple of years in particular have been very full-on with governance changes, the pandemic and subsequent return to play from being very intensive from a communications perspective, which I can only imagine, um, you know. Um, but he'll be a big loss uh, to the EIHA. Um, he's a good dude. He, do, he does such a good job in the world of UK hockey in, in different roles that he's had and still holds right now and um, I'd just like to say for myself thank you for everything you've done for the EIHA Craig um, it never goes unappreciated and um, thanks for everything you do uh, within the sport and continue to do because without people like you um, it's questionable whether there would, a, would be a sport uh, carrying on going and def it would definitely be a poorer place without people like yourself so thank you Let's move on to hashtags, and I've kind of given up on hashtag Hotshop Hopkins because I'm finding it impossible to find out what he's been doing, so I apologise. If someone wants to tweet me every week with how he's been getting on, I'll put it in the in the show and I'll give you credit, but yeah, I, I just can't right now. I'm sorry. So I'm going to move on to hashtag Real Deal Liam still. So Liam has been playing with the his new team in the BCHL, that is the Salmon Arm um, is it the Silverbacks? Yeah, Silverbacks. It's going to take a bit of getting used to. So not a great week um, for Liam's new team. They started off well with a 4-1 win against uh, Trail. Uh, but they lost their last couple of games. They lost to Wenichi, uh 3-1. And then to Albany Valley. Albany Valley, possibly. I don't know. 5-2. Uh, no points this week for, for Liam. But he has been playing, which is... The most important thing right now, you know, just getting ice time is just absolutely huge. And speaking of ice time, hashtag NCAA Nelson. Um, they're back. Alaska Fairbanks had uh, oh, 10 days off, two weeks off from playing. And now they're back. They were on the road uh, this weekend. They played Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. That just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, that one? Uh, so in game one... Um, Alaska won 3-1, so that was a good victory. No points for uh, Cade in that one. And on Saturday, uh, it finished a 3-3 tie. I think they went to double overtime, and then it was like, nope, no results, so it's going to be a tie. NCAA's weird, man. Don't ask me to explain it, because I'm not entirely sure. Uh, no points for Cade in that one, but interestingly, he was a plus two in that game. So, take from that whatever you want to, really. And last but not least, our final hashtag, hashtag Liam Kirkwatch. And he hasn't played a game this week. I'm, I just haven't got the energy to rent, I don't think. Um, let's go through the games first. So Tucson, game one, were hammered by Henderson 7-1. to one. They then beat Henderson the following night, Wednesday, 6-2. Uh, to two. And as I spoke about earlier, they defeated San Jose by 6-3 scoreline. Uh, Tucson do play again uh, today, Sunday. Um, it's actually an evening puck drop uh, UK time. I think it's like 11pm, I think. Uh, this podcast should be online well before 11pm this evening. 
I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't, I, I don't even know. Like, let's assume he's healthy, right? And I've got nothing to tell me that he's not healthy. Okay, after playing that one game he's played all season. I really do not understand why... A, he's not getting a chance to play in the AHL level. And if B, he's not considered part... You know, he's not... Even if he's not the 13th or the 14th forward, at least send him down to the ECHL where he could play. And the Atlantic Gladiators... I know that's a freaking trek from Tucson. That's one of the furthest um, affiliation distances there must be uh, from AHL to ECHL. But yeah, give him some freaking playing time. And it's not as if... I, I checked the, the roster of Atlanta the other week and it's not as if they've got a huge amount of players there. I think they had 10 forwards, I think, when I last counted. 11 forwards at a push. And you can't tell me that he wouldn't, you know, that he wouldn't produce and playing and playing hockey wouldn't be good for him. I don't understand what it Like, if he's healthy... What the actual freaking hell are they doing with his career? And I don't want to hear people... I've had, Well, I've had people say to me on Twitter that maybe he's not good enough, all this BS. You know, all I know is, and you shouting at me on Twitter will not make any difference to me, I've been watching the American Hockey League for a long time. I've watched a lot of NHL hockey. I've been watching the American Hockey League for like 16 years, 17, I, f I forget. I forget. A long time. And I know when players are out of their depth. I know when players can play. And Liam Kirk can definitely play at the AHL level. He can definitely play. And he showed in that one game. I went back through that game. Um, taking some... I wouldn't say advanced stats. Because they're not. But I took some stats. And despite Tucson being absolutely horrendous in that game. Liam was actually... He actually had a pretty decent performance, as it goes. Apart from taking a penalty, it was a nefarious. It probably was a hockey penalty. It's one of the ones you've seen called, you've seen let go. Apart from that, I thought he played really well. All things considered, that was his first game for like a year, and he doesn't play again. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just... Probably more so much in my state of mind without this without this going on top of everything else that's going on in my life right now. I'm so looking forward to watching Liam play. I just don't understand it, but I just don't have the mental energy to, to run it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, none of this makes any sense. And I, I just don't know anymore. But yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Hopefully he might play. Well, I said that last week, didn't, didn't I? That he might, hopefully he might play. Who knows anymore? Who knows? Because sure as hell, I don't know anymore. But um, Or just trade him. Trade him to a team, you know, Arizona, if you don't give a crap about him, trade him. Trade him for future considerations. Anyway. It's not doing his career any good. That's all I know. Okay, talking about being on the move, don't forget we've teamed up with Sports Travel Tours uh, this season. You can check them out on their website, www.sportstraveltours.com. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They're really easy to find. Just search for Sports Travel Tours. If you want to go and check out their website, please do. And if you fancy booking a deal with them, you can save yourself some money by putting in the promo code HFATP and you save yourself £50. 
Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please, if you can take your time to give the podcast um, a rating, a high rating, hopefully, and even take your time to give it a review. That would really help. If you're tuning in on YouTube, please give this video a like, subscribe to the channel. Again, it just really helps with the algorithm. And um, if you can share the love on social media, share it on your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagrams, whatever, that would be awesome as well. Shall we talk about some stuff going on in the NHL? Man, has there been more injuries this week in the NHL? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And more goalie injuries as well, which is which is just even more frightening. Uh, Mark andre Fleury has been placed on injury reserve by the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he has an upper body injury. Uh, yeah, mad. So he's going to miss at least a week's worth of action because that is the minimum amount of time you can be on IR. Uh, another goaltender who's out is Eric Comrie, a goaltender I always liked in the AHL. I uh, thought he had a really uh, big NHL career um, in front of him. It hasn't quite worked out. He's supposed to, he's supposed to be out for at least a couple of weeks uh, with a lower body injury. And um, yeah, apparently he's in an MRI. Uh, sucks for him. I just really rate him as a goaltender. It's sad to see him get an injury like that. So that's lower body. Another player uh, who's been placed on the injury reserve is Patrick Liney of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's going to be out for about a month with a sprained ankle. It's crazy. Jonathan Drouin, he's out for four to six weeks for the Montreal Canadiens. Upper body injury. Uh, that's a big loss for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, an even worse injury uh, for Winnipeg Jets. Uh, forward Mason Appleton. Again, a player. that's a player that had... Um, I really enjoyed watching at the AHL level. So he's on IR as well. Um, yeah, a bit of a weird injury. His wrist, he had to have wrist surgery. Uh, he got his stick uh, jammed in the glass after being checked. Just a really, really weird injury. Um, sad for him. And possibly um, the worst thing I heard this week, and not just because I'm a Leafs fan, is that uh, Jake Muzzin is out indefinitely uh, with a cervical spine injury. Um, at 33 years of age, um, having a cervical spine injury is not something you want to have. So he's on long-term uh, injury reserve. He's going to be re-evaluated in late February. But I think at that age and with that kind of uh, problem, he's got a young family. You think maybe it's maybe it's time to retire. You know, uh, there's bigger things than, than playing hockey, and uh, you know, he has to think about um, his long-term uh, health and and future. You know. Uh, but that was that was really tough um, to hear about. Because he's a nice dude, as well as being a good hockey player. So, uh, fingers crossed for him. And just a couple of notes, really, on the NHL. I've really talked about standings and results uh, this season. Um, but um, just a couple of couple of three notes I want to kind of touch upon before uh, I move on uh, to the end of the episode. Uh, the New Jersey Devils have won 12 straight games. Did anyone really have New Jersey being this good this season? Like, this quickly? What a turnaround for that club. Uh, 12 straight wins. Incredible season. People are talking about like they're going to win the Stanley Cup now. I mean, they might, but I think it's a little bit early to be talking about that. But they look like a really good team to me. Uh, the Boston Bruins have tied the NHL record uh, with an 11th consecutive win on home ice. So that's quite something. Is it me or just like 11 straight wins on home ice? 
you'd have thought it'd have been more than that, right? In all the years of there being an NHL and there being some dynasty teams, you would have thought that, or dynasty, whoever you want to pronounce it, you would have thought that a team would have won more consecutive games on home ice than 11. I don't know. I don't know, strange. Like the Edmonton Oilers team, you know, that one. You would have thought they might have. I don't know. Just, it surprised me when I heard it was only 11. And on the other side of that coin, the Buffalo Sabres. Eight straight losses. What can you say about the Buffalo Sabres? Just another badly run team. And I feel for Buffalo fans, I do. As much as I dislike the Buffalo Sabres, that sucks. That has to really suck. Eight straight losses. But yeah. I guess that's the NHL, really. It is a league of streaks, right? I think um, more more so than the American Hockey League, I think. Uh, I think the OHL can be a bit streaky in some regards. But yeah, the NHL is definitely a league of streaks. Okay, that is it for the NHL this week. I'm going to move on to title the podcast. Now, I didn't know. I, I was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. I wanted to do... Because of my sarcastic British humour, I wanted to... Oliver Bonk was my Rookie of the Week. And I wanted to go with something like Bonking bonking Brilliant um, for the title of the podcast. I don't know. Are you, are you sighing at me right now? I imagine most of you are. I don't know what to do. Or I was going to do something with the Colorado Eagles. Eagles are soaring. E- Eagles continue to soar. I'm just going to go for something like that because Colorado Eagles are just flying. I think they've. I think there's something like. I think they're on a nine game point streak or, some, or something like that, or an eight game point streak. I know they're doing very, very well right now. Um, but what about. Or Oliver Bonking Brilliant. Or just Bonking Brilliant. I'm just going to go with Bonking Brilliant. I, I know, I know. You don't have to say it. I know. I can tell what you're thinking, and I'm sorry, but that's what we're going to go with. It's clickbaity, but who the hell cares at this at this point of the game? Um, final buzzer. Now, normally this is the stage of the episode where I talk about anything hockey-related I haven't already spoken about, or anything else in anything else in particular, really. Uh, I don't think I have anything to add this week. I know the Florida Panthers um, retro reverse jersey, whatever that was, looked a hell of a lot cooler on the ice than I thought originally. And that thing is a thing of beauty. The image that they put online did not do that jersey. Did not do that jersey justice. So shout out to the Florida Panthers for that. That was some... That to me was kind of like... What the Jamaica Jamaican hockey team should kind of wear, or or one of the you know it just looked really cool with the palm tree and stuff. This is wicked. I love it so much. Really, really cool, and uh, something totally different, which is never a bad thing in the NHL. We should embrace uh, things being different, a bit cool, and a bit out there, rather than the normal rubbish we have to part with in the in the NHL. Uh, okay, I think that's it, folks. I think that's it. We're done for another week. We're another week closer towards the C word. Yes, 
Apparently Christmas is coming. Uh, if you live in the UK, you'll know that because I've seen the Toys R Us advert. How does it go? There's millions of Jeffreys all under one roof. Yeah. If you're from North America or anywhere else, you have not got a clue what I'm talking about right now. Google Toys R Us. Um, so Toys, the letter R, and then US. Toys R Us commercial. And you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a catchy little tune. Anyway, enough of my nonsense. Um, my name is Mark Rackham and this is the Hockey From Across The Pond podcast. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. We're back at the same time, same place next week. Until then, folks, enjoy your hockey. Stay safe. But more importantly, please be kind to one another. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.